Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Don't mind us, we're playing through. Here's Froggy and Wacker. Welcome to another edition of the Playing Through Podcast. It's Froggy from Elvis Duran in the Morning Show. On Twitter, we are uh, at Playthrough Golf, or at Froggy Radio, and at Brian Wacker One. So today, Brian is live on site at this week's Honda Classic, and we have a very great story on the phone for many, many, many reasons. Uh, Eric Compton, who played his way into the Honda Classic, is joining us. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. No, thank you so much for giving your time. So, Brian, I'm going to let you set up the stage because I know you're friends with Eric, and you can kind of lead us through the journey that Eric has been through that is leading us to watching him play this weekend on the PGA Tour. Well, first we should applaud the the modern technology because, yeah, I'm here at the Honda Classic. Uh, you're in the studio in South Florida, and Eric is joining us. Uh, from home in Miami, uh, a veteran move, by the way, uh, Eric, to forego the practice round today on Wednesday when uh, it's a busy pro-am day, and uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on at the golf course, um, but thanks again for joining us, and yeah, I mean, um, everyone, of course, is familiar with Eric's story, two-time heart transplant recipient, but let's not, let's save that for later. Um, let's talk about you getting back onto the PGA Tour, Monday qualifying here. And, you know, you've spent the last three years on the Web.com Tour since um, 2017, 2018, and this season as well, decided to Monday qualify. I don't think people really understand how difficult it is um, for you guys to, to qualify this way for a tour event. It, it might be one of the more difficult ways to get into a PGA Tour event, but you shot 65, eagled the last hole uh, wow. to get in and take medalist honors. Um, so can you put that into context, Eric, how difficult it is uh, to Monday after <laughs> the PGA Tour? Oh, well, <clears throat> no, it was, it was so easy. I just showed up and shot 65. There's oh, no yeah. nothing to it, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's, no, I mean, look, I mean, it, it, it's yeah. <laughs> Monday qualifying is, is uh, amongst tour players is somewhat of a joke um, because, you know, I mean, it's not a joke, but it is a joke because it's so hard. I mean, if you put 
for the viewers in the context, it's there was 444 players that signed up on Wednesday that did not have any kind of professional uh, tour status to get into the Monday qualifier. And they had it at four different sites. So 12 guys got in on those different sites and then 156 players. And I would say out of the 156, there's probably, uh, you know, 20 or 30 players that maybe passed champions on the PGA tour. Um, or have one on the web.com tour. Wow. And then, you know, you have, have outstanding college players that are coming up um, that are the next stars of the, of the, of the tour that may have uh, not made it all the way to the web.com this year or are just chasing the Monday qualifiers. So with that said, I mean, it was a very strong field, you know, probably stronger than, than or as strong as a web.com championship field. And um, so, you know, everyone's getting out of the parking lot laughing and looking over their shoulder. And you, you know you just got to bring it. I mean, it's basically um, step on the gas from the first hole. And, and I've done these before where, you know, you bogey uh, or make a triple after seven, you know, five or six, seven holes, and you just kind of have to um, eliminate yourself from the field. And, you know, it's, it's not – you never want to withdraw from an event, but um, – Monday qualifying is just it's it's like a roll of dice and and fortunately um you know I came out on top this time. Uh I've done it a few times in my career. I've had some some crazy stories. I actually flew out to the LA one year uh for the Riviera and uh I remember I five putted the 17th green. <laughs> I knocked it on a par 5 and and ended up <clears throat> ended up burning the last hole and getting in a playoff and then lost in the first hole in the playoff oh. and flew all the way back flew all the way back to Miami, you know, what is that, six-hour flight. <laughs> right, after five-putting um, on a par five. Then, right, but then I went out I went out to Riviera one year, and and, uh, and I Monday qualified when I didn't have any status, and um, I won the qualifier, and uh, and then uh, and then shot 63 on Sunday at the tournament with Charles Howell, and uh, finished 25th, and I think I made like $60,000 or 55000 for the week, so... You know, I came home and I was and I was uh, really really excited. Um, but I think this time it's different. I mean, uh, I've been playing really really well this year and got myself in contention on the on the Web.com tour. And um, you know, even though the Web.com tour is a feeder tour for the PGA Tour, there's I don't a think lot people of realize the talent that's on the yeah. Web.com tour. There's a lot of talent out there. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you you have a mix of of all kinds of players and. And really, if you look at the tour, you know, in the start of the season, there's always rookies that win. You know, Cameron Champ came out. I played a lot with him last year. And, um, you know, you look at Justin Thomas and, and guys that have come off the web. I mean, it's just, it's in, you know, that it's basically the PGA Tour. So um, having not played a PGA event in three years is hard for me to even put my mind around. Um, the last time I qualified for any, you know, going out and doing a qualifier was really the U.S. Open where I – finished 36 holes in a qualifier and then went on to have have the success in finishing second at the u.s open are you nervous about so, tomorrow i mean are you, are you nervous to tee it up for your first event in many years i mean is what's exactly no, going through I, your it, mind it's, it's the same as any other any other professional tournament web.com or or you know playing i played the honda you know probably seven or eight times maybe more so um 
you know, yeah, it's, uh, finished, uh, it's a familiar. Five for fourth here back in 2013, right? 20, yeah, 2013, I uh, had a good showing there. And, um, you know, I, I, I think I bogeyed the last hole to finish fourth, but it was – still a great a great tournament for me and um you know i just i'm just excited to play and i know i know that uh, today is you know all about getting rest because monday qualifying and then playing i played nine holes in the practice round so i'm i'm used to pacing myself and knowing what uh what i have to do with my body <clears throat> and then just hopefully this week i i get off to a good start and and you know, there's uh, there's a, there's going to always be good shots and bad shots, and how you handle it, and hopefully the the chips fall in your direction. Um, but it's nice to just be out there and see a lot of familiar faces, from the reps to to a lot of some of the older players, and 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 actually the face of the PGA Tour. Like I said, you know, a lot of the guys are guys that I played with last year on the Web.com that graduated. Um, so it's you know, as far as looking at each other. Um, you know, we're all familiar with the same guys. I mean, it's it's unfortunate the way the schedule has changed that, um, you know, Tiger's not playing. And, and um, actually, I got a text from him this morning, and he said, you know, uh, congrats on getting in and um, and have a good week. So um, I'm, you know, hopeful that maybe I could get into to Bay Hill next week. But <clears throat> when I said that to him, he said, why don't you focus on this tournament this week? So, um, <laughs> if, if, if anything that I can learn from from him over over is just how how strong he is with his mind and and there's just but there's been a lot of people that have reached out to me this week and you know obviously being kind of a local guy and and having the story that I have uh, you know Jack Nicholas um, it's his tournament was happy that I that I got uh, back into playing uh, his tournament and. Um, you know, just it just feels good to have a lot of people that that believe in me, and 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 I've been working really, really hard. So it, it you know, it's nice that things are are falling in the right direction right now. What is the the most difficult thing about going from the PGA Tour, which you know you played on from 2012 through 2016? Of course, you mentioned the runner-up at the 2014 U.S. Open, and uh, if, it, if it wasn't for Mar. Uh, wasn't for Martin Keimer that week, we'd be having a different conversation. But um, what, what is the hardest thing going from, um, you know, out here, the big tour? We I saw you on the range right. earlier in the week, and, and a lot of people and just a lot of players and so forth. But what is the, the hardest thing when you go from all the trappings and, and luxuries, and, and obviously this is the biggest stage, to, to having to play the web.com and adjust to that? Well, I think that's a great question. I think it depends on the player. I, I know for me personally, playing the web.com tour, um, it's great to be in competition, but I'm more of a tactical player. You know, I drive it for the most part pretty straight, and I have a tidy short game. And, um, you know, I, I keep it around in the mix uh, of making cuts and, and I'm not I'm not a player that always gets in contention, but I'm always finishing um, somewhere in the middle of the pack. And when I do get a hot putter or uh, hit a few closer iron shots, I I get close to close to the lead. With that said, on the PGA Tour, for me the biggest difference is it really rewards somebody who drives the ball straight. Um, I know that we all talk about how long you hit it and 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 things like that. That actually is more of an advantage on the Web.com Tour. 
I just think because um, the golf courses probably are not as manicured as well, and we tend to play courses that are a little bit uh, more wide open. So for me, I feel more comfortable on PGA Tour courses because I know I, I can play center of the green and let uh, the birdies uh, fall into place. Like this week at the Honda, it's not going to be a course where you got to shoot 25 or 20, 20 under par. It's right. more um, about the, the importance of a par. And I think the younger guys that come from the web.com that are going to be the next superstars um, have to make the adjustment of how to uh, maybe hit a few more balls in play under a lot more stress. Because there's more stress when you play a PGA event. There's more people uh, asking for your attention. There's there's autographs. There's media. And, and what happens is from the minute you get yourself on the property and you walk your, from the car to your locker, there's somebody going to stop you and ask you a question or, or things. And, and it's the balance of trying to be a nice guy and, and talk to people and being able to just zone in and get your work done and get out. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, that's just kind of handling being a professional athlete. Uh, when you're on a team, somebody's doing that for you. But when right. you're an individual, you know, you get singled out and, and sometimes, um, and that, that can be hard. And, um, you know, the web, you don't really deal with those kind of things on the web.com tour. You're just trying to learn how to play, play golf and, and learn how to win tournaments. But the PGA tour just has so much more, uh, things that you have to deal with. And then when you get a major championships, it even gets more, you know, <laughs> you got to deal with family and, right. and getting badges and tickets. There's just a lot, there's a lot that goes on to being a professional athlete in golf. Yeah, I don't want to go backwards or anything, but I wanted, I do want to point out that your morning's going a lot better than mine, only just by the significant fact that you got a text from Tiger Woods this morning. I did not. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I wanted to ask you, a couple years ago, Tiger was, was, uh, had some health issues and was out of the game and was, was not even really able to walk or, or even sit up long. W- was there a time you thought that, number one, he was done? And number two, do you think that he will win another major championship, Eric? Uh. I think that he uh, has a good chance to win Pebble Beach this year, but he's up against some different players now. You know, Dustin Johnson um, is, you know, I think the front runner for for Pebble Beach. He's always played well there. And there's guys that are just as talented, if not more talented than him physically now. Um, he has to, he has to, you know, sharpen up his short game a little bit and get back to where he was and, and, you know, his earlier career in 2000, I think he hits the ball as well as he's ever hit it right now. He really looks looks good around his swing. It's just, uh, you know, getting hot with a putter. So I, I think any given week um, in the next 10 years, he might have a, a – a, 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 well, he's going to have a good chances at major championships. There's right. no doubt. And, and half the battle is just getting into the major championship, and he's already going to be exempt to every major championship, really. Um so uh, he can build his schedule around that. And, um, you know, speaking of his injuries and stuff, he seems to have a handle on it. And I spoke a lot with him, uh, you know, via text over the last couple of years um, when he was going through some stuff. And, you know, I'm not – I wouldn't say I'm great friends with him. I'm, you know, just uh, more of text message buddies and see him when we, we're at tournaments. And I think he has a, a a lot of respect for what I've been through. and And I can understand – what he has to go through, um, uh, you know, physically, uh, and, and a little bit mentally. I mean, 
I've had to deal with death. I don't. He hasn't had to really deal with that, but um, it, it's not easy when your body's not working and, and right. when you have some personal personal issues. You know, I had some personal issues myself uh, off the golf course, and it's hard to play golf. <laughs> So he, he got hit with a double whammy, and I think he's in a good place right now. And That actually brings me to my next question is that you have had health issues, and I know you don't want to be known as the heart transplant guy. You want to be Eric Compton, who's got a great golf game. But how has that affected your ability to play golf, and how does it affect you in the future, and will you have to have a third? Well, uh, again, that gets back to what uh, what Tiger said this morning. You know, How about just focusking on today? And you know, I get, I get answered that question asked that question a lot with my health and I've always had to take it day by day. So there might be a day where I have to visit that, but I can't really think about those situations um, on a daily basis. I just, uh, you know, I'm very thankful and happy that um, I'm healthy right now and, and I have an opportunity to play um, this week. It's uh, It's been a long uh, journey that I've had. You know, yesterday was my 27 year anniversary of my first heart transplant. And, um, you know, the, my daily routine is probably different than most um, professional athletes um, you know I've had to gather a lot of my strength through my mind and belief and uh, you know if you probably did a lie detector test I I think I'm 6'4", 220 pounds you know when I see Kepka or any of those guys I, you know in my mind I feel like I could probably knock them out but that's just a strong will that I have in my head you know um, and I've had to be that way my whole life and, and you know kind of visualing your, yourself as a healthier person than you really are. Um, and and that's pretty much why I've played with that fight um, my whole life, and I, I think I've had success as a transplant recipient. Um, you know, forget about the golf. Forget about just, just being a, uh, a recipient alone is tough. And, um, and uh, you know, and I, I think what you said, you know, it's not that I don't want to be known as a transplant recipient, uh because I think as I've gotten older, I've embraced that and been an ambassador for transplant recipients um, because I know how much I can inspire other people to, to, you know, get out of bed. And it's not just, it's not just the transplant. It's what, it's whether people have cancer or um, other underlying issues that they have to deal with on a daily basis, um, depression or, or, you know, my situation, I've just been very, very blessed to be able to handle the adversity. You know, that's, that's a gift in itself that I think that I was able to get from God was to be able to handle uh, emotional trauma and stress. And um, that's what I try to pass on to other people is just, you know, getting out of bed and, and, and forgetting about, you know, the things that happened yesterday. You got to move, you got to keep moving forward because it's the only way to live life. You know, speaking of moving forward, we hear it all the time from guys saying they're close. You know, the game is close. But you really did feel that way. You know, you mentioned, obviously, playing well in a couple of starts on the web.com this year. You had the lead down in the Bahamas event through 54 holes. Uh, I won't I won't bring up the final round, but, uh, but yeah. you know, your game was in a, was in a good place. And, and you, I think we talked the other day, and you'd said that um, you weren't surprised that you, that you Monday qualified or, or shot 65. And just how close do you feel to say playing the kind of golf that you were playing back in, in 2014 when you did finish runner up at, at the U S open? I mean, I feel like, uh, it's a good question. I don't really know. And I don't think any professional athlete knows how close they are until they get over the hurdle. 
um, sure. when I'm hitting hitting balls at home and playing tournaments, uh, I'm seeing some some really cool, neat things. And you know, when I when I hit shots out of the window um, and the ball flight is doing what I want, you get excited because you feel like you're close. But then again, you got to get the job done. So um, my first step was was getting here and into a, a big tournament and you're only good as your opportunity. So my opportunity here is, is, a, is at a big place on a big golf course. And hopefully um, I can continue to play the way that I've been playing the last few weeks. Some of these guys are so great. They do it every week. You know, it's like uh, getting up in the morning and having their cereal. They're just going to be in the top 10. <laughs> you know, when I, when I, when I talk about playing well and, and having a good, tournament um you know for me those are different obstacles that i have to deal with uh we're all talented athletes and and hitting shots but um there is you know there's the pressure of it and how your body holds up under pressure and that's my biggest uh hurdle is it's not the talent it's not the shots it's being able to produce good golf under a lot of stress with my uh, medical situation. And so I'm not competing against really anybody on the, I feel on the field, I'm competing against myself really, um, of being able to control that. And as we talked, you know, I was leading the tournament in the Bahamas for three days. And at one point I had a four shot lead and, and, you know, I gave it back on Sunday with a, with a terrible hole and, and, you know, ended up shooting a really high score. Um, and I just decided, you know what, I'm not going to dwell on it. I just uh, move forward. And, you know, it, it, it was a tough situation. I ended up breaking my caddy, and, and we had a relationship for three years, and I think he'd had enough of it. <laughs> I just uh, I just don't go there. And, and you keep doing it, eventually the door opens. Right. And that's kind of how the U.S. Open was for me. I mean, it was just controlling my emotions, and, and it's difficult. It's, just a lot, it's difficult to do that. Um, and walk 18 and, and have that tremendous adrenaline with a transplant I think probably makes it a lot harder. That's my ultimate goal is to win win a golf tournament walking and playing at that high level. Eric, well, thank you so much for your time. God bless you. Glad you're healthy. Glad you're doing better. And we'd love nothing more than to see you standing on the uh, par 5 18th green on Sunday holding the trophy at the end. I appreciate it. And, and next time we have uh, you guys have me on, we'll, we'll maybe we'll do a little gossip and uh, and it won't be so so serious. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. We'd love to have you on. Anytime. You, you are welcome here on the podcast anytime you want to come on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that one one thing I will say is because of my story, um, you know, and and it, it is a serious story. But outside, if you get to know me and have a beer, I'm not I'm not uh, all about the the serious side of life. So yeah, no, I've actually had one interaction with you on a golf course, and you were extremely funny. I met you at a tournament, and you were very candid and very funny, and I really enjoyed it actually. <laughs> actually, don't Froggy, right, don't, don't you have a, a pro a pro am story about that? Well, I do, I, I, I do have, I do have a pro am story, but I don't think Eric <laughs> wants me to tell that story on the podcast, so I'm going to sit on it for a little bit. <laughs> All right, till we'll next time for part two. Good deal. Thank you very Thanks much, Eric. Have a, day, Eric. have a great day, man. All right, guys. Thanks. Good luck. See you later. Bye bye. I think you've had enough. Playing through. No. Now you've had enough with Froggy and Wacker, oh, bitch. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.